welcome to episode 199 of... Brutal Battle. That's right, this is 199, and the next episode is 200. Well, of the numbered episodes, that is. You know, we put we put special episodes in between some of the numbers, so... Very special. Yes, exactly. They are. They're awesome. Um, so, for the 200th episode, uh, it's going to be one of those fun deck episodes where we'll do some type of tournament... Dan Kim came up with a really good idea for it. I'm not going to say what it is, uh-huh. but it was a really good idea, and we're going to use that idea. So, as you can probably assume, Dan Kim will probably be on that. I have asked him to, so hopefully the schedule lines up. And and we're still friends. Well, yes, that's true. You never know. Right. I mean, we could evaluate these mystery beers, have a real big fight over that, and it's done. Right. They don't call it brutal battle for nothing. That's true. People get stabbed from time to time, and it could happen. Was that a trident? <laughs> so we're uh, we're still sipping on this Burley Oak Sour Diesel um, Barrel Fermented Sour Rye Stout, which is still tasting very, very good. <laughs> I always love these names that are just like it takes thirty seconds. It just it takes thirty seconds just to say what you're drinking. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like every time I'm about to say one of those beers. I always have this split-second moment where I'm like, do I just say, like, the beer from last episode, or do I say this entire long name? (laughs) Because, like, my laziness wants to kick in for a minute, well, for, like, a split second, and I'm just like, no, just do it. It's like when you're watching those, um, you know, you're watching, like, food programs with high-end whatever, Nobody has names of their dishes anymore. Yeah. They're just a list of ingredients. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and always people are calling green beans Herakavir. <laughs> and I'm just like, it's it's green beans, dude. Like, it totally is. That always gets me cra- crazy, where it's just like, oh, I've used some nice sautéed Herakavir on the side. It's like, you sautéed green beans, dude. Like, I feel the same way about on. creme fraiche. <laughs> so what is that actually though so i think creme so it's like sweeter sour sh- cream yeah it's Kinda. like it's basically sour cream but it's like less sour than sour cream okay so like mild sour cream right also i can't take <laughs> creme fresh seriously anymore because of south park. south park i know that episode <laughs> if people haven't seen the creme fresh episode of south park <laughs> i mean just look up like clips from it on youtube because I'm sure they're there, and it's hilarious. <clears throat> it's so good. I think I think Randy pronounces it cream friche yeah, the whole like, time. Oh, the cream friche. <laughs> yeah, it gets pretty funny. <laughs> oh, what a wonderful show. I love that show. So, for this episode, I wanted to talk about, and bear with me, people, because I know I bring this brewery up a decent amount of time on this show, but it, part of it is, it's a very influential brewery, it's a very big brewery, and it's not too far from us. Dogfish Head. Okay, I want to talk about something Dogfish Head related, Um, and I know you haven't seen this, so when I explain it to you, Dan, uh, I just want you to kind of react to to what you think about it. So, there was one night, it's a few weeks ago, where, you know, you'd be like laying in bed at night, and you're just playing around on your phone, you like hop Uh onto something like Facebook, and you're just kind of like scrolling through, and then you have like one of those videos, just kind of like catch your attention for a second. Sure. And then you're just like, it's 10.30 at night and I should be going to sleep because I get up at 5 a.m. tomorrow, but I'm going to get into this video right now that's 10 minutes or more. Oh, I get way less sleep than you, so I do this all the time. 
Yeah, right? yeah. It's it's a bad idea, but sometimes gems come out of it. And in this instance, it did. Because I was scrolling through, and I saw a video that Dogfish had posted um, of Sam Calagione, the founder and head brewer, who was giving an overview of the beers coming out for 2018. So I was like, well, at first, I didn't know that's what it was. I just saw him, like, sitting and talking. And I got to be honest, like, I like listening to Sam Calagione talk just Mm -hmm. because he's got this very distinct voice. It's kind of like like a surfer dude type stoner voice, and it's just really like soothing and funny to me at the same time. You know? Carlin, I think it's well established. You have like a not so secret crush on Sam Kelsey. <laughs> Legitimately, I have said in in situations <laughs> that if I had to if I had to be gay with one head brewer in craft beer, then it would have to be Sam Kelly. It, it would have to be. It would have to be. Or or the person with the nicest beard. Uh-huh. That there's, would, a, there's a lot of nice beards. Yeah, in there's community. a lot of nice beards. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Alright. But anyway, so the video consisted of Sam Calagione. He had like cue cards, basically. And then he they were sitting down in his lap and then he would just pick one of them up, and there was facts written on the back and, like, a, a little description about the beer. And on the front, there would be a picture of the can or bottle or whatever they were going to put it in. So, like, some of them would have, like, a can and a bottle, and they it would just have, like, whatever formats they're coming out in, basically, with the label art. And he would read kind of the description and the information on the back and just talk about that beer. And he was revealing them one by one. Like, okay, there was like this <clears throat> level of excitement to it, to be yeah. honest. And it's like supposed it was supposed to be their full line of beers for 2018. I'm imagining like actual drum rolls. Were there actual drum no, rolls? No, no, no. no, there weren't because it was like really low production. It was just like literally someone ju- just had a camera on him with like no right, no after editing really. It what was, was Sam? Like, what was Sam wearing? I don't know. I don't remember. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. I was very focused on the beers, to oh, be honest. Oh, you were... Oh, but there was, like, this this feeling of excitement. Looking at his face, what a gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Sam. I just keep staring at your crotch. <laughs> I, I don't even know what beers you're talking about. No. Um, no, I was just, like... It, there was just, like, this level of excitement with each beer. And I would just be like, oh, okay, awesome, awesome. That's cool. That's coming back. And then one would be like, oh, man, we haven't seen that one in a while. Because that's one of the other things about Dogfish Head is that they will go a long time without doing a beer, and then they'll just bring it back one year. What are we talking about, like four years, seven years? Like, what are we talking about? Uh, It varies, honestly. So, like, one of the ones that they're going to have for 2018 is Fort, which is like a high ABV, um, like, raspberry beer. But I know this time around, it's not just going to be raspberries. It's going to be like blackberries, boysenberries, raspberries. So it's like a fruited strong ale. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's cool. It, yes. That's so cool. this is a beer that had been for a long time. You know, like it, it, it's been gone for a long time. I, I I would say probably at least five years. I it's been a it's been a significant amount since I've seen it. But it's funny because they had like the chat going at the same time, and you see these people throwing out beers like, "Please say this beer. Please say bring this beer." And there were a bunch of people who were, like, throwing Fort out there. So when Fort was finally announced, like, people were, like, losing it. Uh, yeah, people were, like, losing it on there because, I mean, it seemed like a long shot because it had been years. But 
Yeah. But I just, I just started thinking about that, like, while I was watching it, because it's exciting. And I was just like, why don't more breweries do this type of thing? Maybe they do, but they don't, they, they didn't happen to get onto your Facebook feed. You know, well, like... Okay, so, I know that founders will put a schedule on their website. Mm-hmm. Like, they legitimately have, and, it, and it's laid out like a bar graph that shows, like, in bar graph form, what months each beer will be available. And it's just, like, listed down the side, like, what the beers are. Mm-hmm. So they just put that on their website. But I'm talking about, like, doing this as a video, which yeah. is significantly more interesting. Plus, if you're throwing it out there on, like, Facebook and it's a video, people are more likely to look at that than, like, something that looks like a bar graph. All right, yeah. You know, something, like... Something printed, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, it's called showmanship. Yes. And it's, 100%. It's, Dogfish Head does showmanship pretty well, I'll be honest. Right. I mean... Especially when you're comparing against a lot of places that have zero showmanship. Yeah. You know? And I'm not even talking about just whether you advertise or not or whether you have a social media presence. It's it's about what you do and how you do it. And the how is important. Yeah. You know? And, and I mean, what you're describing doesn't sound like, you know, like uh like, like a... <laughs> yeah, it doesn't... It, it doesn't sound like like the the next uh, God. Why can't I it? It doesn't sound like an action movie or anything yeah, like that. Right, right. But for the audience, which are you beer know, nerds, beer nerds, right? It is yeah. right. Create a tiny bit of suspense. Create a tiny bit of excitement. Mm-hmm. You know, by like here's something new that you might be excited about. Here's something that we're gonna throw back that you haven't seen in a while that you might get excited about. And I bet those. Those things were like, oh, can you please bring that back? Please bring this back. He knows those. He knows those things. He's yeah. Sam is one of those guys that's out there talking to people all the time. It's true. And, so, and people say to him explicitly, oh, I love this beer that you used to do. He hears those things. Yeah. That's true. He is very visible as far as like in com- owners in go. comparison. Yeah, yeah. But one of the one of the great things about the video is it's giving people something to look forward to. For that brewery. And why I'm saying I think more breweries should do this, I think it would be very effective in building hype for that coming year. Like, who who doesn't want to know what their brewery is going to be putting out the next year? So here's something I don't know about Dogfish Head, mm-hmm. is that we are literally next door to them. Mm-hmm. We are a small state in Maryland living to a, next to another small state, Delaware. Mm-hmm. Like, so it makes sense that, that we feel their presence strongly. Yeah. What is their reputation in New Mexico and Florida and Montana? Like where what I mean I I don't know what their national presence is like. Um they're in a lot of states. Actually, let me while we're talking, I can look up. I don't know if it's 100% accurate at the moment, but they're the um I mean, you can be you can be national brief. and still and not be well known. Like you know, there's you know, um God, why can't I think of anything right now? <laughs> Literally look up their distribution map is what I'm going to do. Um, oh. So, man, that's not a map. It's a list of states. That's not a map, you son of a... Um, yeah. So, I mean, a lot of states. 
let's see if I can find like an actual like image of it. But, but the thing is, um, for me, like I definitely want to know what these breweries are going to do each year. Right. Especially for a brewery that's kind of like Dogfish Head, where they have a ton of recipes they can pull from. Right. Like, you really don't know what they're going to do each year. So if they lay it out to you and say, hey, here's what's coming, you can get psyched. You can be like, oh, my gosh, that hasn't been in production in a long time, and I'm going to be able to get that. Right. Like, it, it starts to build the demand before right. it's even out. Right. And he has, in in his disposal, which, to his credit, a large cache of recipes that are, that are well-known and highly respected. I think... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think wasn't somebody saying something about like Midas Touch or something like that? Wasn't wasn't that one of the beers that he was coming back with? Yeah, Midas Touch is coming back. Yeah, yep. and that's just another one of those beers where like you just it's just one of those beers. Even if I don't remember what it is, I remember that name and I remember an association with it. And I, if I saw it on a shelf, I'd be excited, like, "Oh, Midas Touch! I haven't seen this in a long ass time. I might buy it." You know, and it's hard. It's hard to get with so many choices out in the market right now. It's really hard to get somebody to pick your beer. Yeah, that's actually harder than you think it is. Like you have to, you have to, you need to find some way of hooking the buyer to actually like grabbing your six pack. You know, yeah. it's 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 it, not easy anymore. <clears throat> well, and and one of the other things is like yeah, because there's not ten guys, there's not twenty guys, there's a hundred and fifty guys. That are all in the store right in front of your face. And you're like, I don't know what to pick. You know, like it's it's really hard. Like who knows what's going to hook you. It might be a word. It might be, you know, the specific picture you're using. It might be your placement on the shelf. It could be any one of a dozen different factors. And if you have, if you have positive memory association that you can pull from, that's just, that's a huge advantage. Yeah, I agree. Um, it looks like mainly uh, distribution wise for for Dogfish Head, they're they're just not in areas like the Dakotas, Nebraska, Wyoming, Montana. <clears throat> like right. they're not really in that, but like they're all up and down the West Coast. They're in Arizona, Colorado, <laughs> Texas. They're all up and down the East Coast, obviously. If you have if you have two House representatives or less, then you're probably not getting right. To... <laughs> well, they they also have. Um, foreign countries that they have distribution in, (laughs) including some of them being uh, Canada makes sense, Belgium, Australia, Denmark, Germany, uh, China, Japan, Netherlands, New Zealand, Poland, Singapore, Switzerland, Thailand. Yeah. I mean, they reach past the United States, so. Right. No, I mean, there's probably, like, maybe around 10 breweries that are able to actually have an international presence in yeah. a real way. And yeah. Dogfish is definitely one of them. Yeah. So, let me get back to what I'm saying, basically, with this. Yeah, good idea. Breweries, yes. Great idea. It had great interest level. It had suspense to it. They were letting you know what format they're putting these beers out in. Which, by the way, they're putting 90-minute IPA out in 16-ounce cans, which is kind of insane to me. <laughs> Well, I was like, that seems like too much. Well, but whatever. If, if you, at, I mean, when I say you, I mean you, Carlin. If you're going to be aging it for five years because that's the only way you right. like that beer, anyways, you better have more ounces of it. <laughs> right. But it's uh. But yeah, 
But but it, it was just a great way to, you know, get, like I was saying, get the yeah. hype going. And for like, okay, let me just think of like another brewery that's kind of close to me. Close to us and we know pretty well and they're relatively big. Duclaw. Like, would I like to know what they're going to have coming up in the in the new year? Yes, I would really like to know what I'm going to be looking for. As opposed to, I get an email and they're like, oh, we're putting this out in like a week. Like, it's hitting liquor stores. Because that's how they kind of do it now. If you're on their email list. Then they're just like, okay, this is what's coming out. And a lot of times it's just like, okay, that's good. If I know it well ahead of time and it's something I'm excited about, I'm going to like... I might put it on a calendar. Probably not because yeah. I'm lazy. But I well, might. some people might do that kind of stuff. So I was about to say something about to the effect of like this is a good use of money because mm-hmm. it was it was low production value. Super low, yeah. But, you know, but it's they're not buying like national TV time, yeah, yeah. which is hugely expensive. But then that was – but then on the other side of the coin, it's like how many people actually saw this video? You know, like it showed up on your That's feed. A good question. It's it showed up on your feed because you're super plugged in, mm-hmm. like, and that's true. You know, that's I, a good I, point. I didn't see it. You know, yeah. I mean, and I'm not plugged. In, I'm not super plugged in to those kinds of things, anyways. I mean, I I get mostly recipes and 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 political things on my feed. Yeah. But so I wonder how many people saw this thing. That is a good point. I did not think of. Uh, but one one point I did think of that's kind of like a counter to what I'm saying is smaller breweries. They probably can't really, you know, uh, commit the way Dogfish Head can for exactly what they're going to make in the next year. Right. And a lot of that probably has to do with a lot of times they're just like, what hops are we going to be able to get within the year? We're not even 100% because they right. need to buy them off something like Lupulin Exchange or something. I mean, how many how many breweries can do exactly what Dogfish did? Like, yeah, I know. It might not even be that much. Sierra Nevada, yeah. Brooklyn. The bigger ones, probably. Lagunitas, you know, Founders. It's not a lot. Mainly the ones with hop contracts, like substantial hop contracts that are very reliable where... They can right. plan that stuff out and, and say, they have, we know we can make all these And they have here. high name recognition, high respect, been in the game a long time. It's not that bit, not that yeah. that high a number of players. And it's also important <laughs> to note that even though Dogfish Head kind of said this is all what's coming out, that's not going to be all they do because they're, if you go to their brewery and their brew pubs, they're always going to have the experimental stuff they're messing with. And you know what another thing the Dogfish has going for them is that they're so well-known for for doing wacky, different beers all the time yeah. that, you know, even even something, even a brewery like Boston Beer Company, which uh, Sam Adams, uh, even though they have 100, 100 plus recipes, probably way more than that, people really only know them for like Four or five years. Yeah. True. <laughs> it's true. Anyway, that's just something I wanted to talk about because I, I think it was maybe not totally warranted, but I got really excited about that. That was video. cool. It sounds cool. I want to see it now. It was. It was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> I tried looking it up on YouTube. I'm like, they should put this on YouTube. And they didn't <laughs> have it on YouTube. It was only on their Facebook. And it when I wanted to find it the next day, I had to scroll through a lot to find it. Um, so it's not like easily, easily accessible now. Unless you, they did finally go back and put it on YouTube. Why don't you throw it on your book page, man? <sighs> yeah, it's not a bad idea. Probably put it on like my Facebook. Yeah. 
social medias. The social medias, maybe on Twitter or something. But yeah, it's super cool. <clears throat> Moral of the story. Other breweries, if you hear this podcast, maybe you can do it. I don't know. It's a good idea. Seem to work for them. Let's drink some beer, man. Yeah, let's do the mystery beers. Mm. So I'll do a palate cleanse real quick because sour diesel. Both beers are well, no, actually, they don't look exactly like the first beer is this really beautiful, like dark red, like almost like pomegranate juice. I agree. With like that. just it, it looks unbelievable. It's this gorgeous dark red. It color. looks very cherry. Yes, and when you when you put it in front of a lamp, it looks even prettier. It's very uh, fitting for this time. It, we're we're recording like the week before Christmas, right. so it, it's very festive for right now. Yeah, I'd say. yeah, looks nice. Well, let's smell it, man. I was Ooh. saying, I was saying, it looks like pomegranate juice. It smells like pomegranate juice, and, or like cherry juice. Or yeah, something. I definitely smell cherry. And I got to be honest, like when I swirl it up, <laughs> the head that it creates has a little red hue to it. It's like a brownish red. Yeah. Oh my goodness! <clears throat> I wonder Ooh. if it's going to be like a flound, uh, a Flanders, yeah. or, or maybe I, 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 I wonder if this is going to be sour. I'm looking forward to this. Oh man! Wait, is that raspberry? <sighs> Cherry and raspberry? I don't, I don't know. know. It's it smells very sweet. It's just like the fruit and some sweet, yeah. and I feel like that's it. I don't get anything past that. No one gives me the raspberry. It does smell a little, like it's going to be a little syrupy. Maybe it's a little higher ABV. Oh, it is syrupy. It was a little bit like a lozenge, you know? I was thinking it's like cherry NyQuil-ish. Mm-hmm. But better than that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah. It is, I mean, it's syrupy for a beer, but it's not nearly as syrupy as like actual NyQuil. <laughs> there is a lot of cherry to it. But I do feel like I also taste raspberry. You feel like you also get raspberry? Oh, it's like man. cherry and raspberry. Ooh, this is strong. This has got like a big punch in your mouth of <clears throat> of that fruit, but also alcohol. Yeah. And alcohol's up there. <clears throat> so we were talking a little bit about that dogfish head fort. So this yeah. kind of reminds me of like a like a like a fruited strong ale type deal. Yeah. That's kind of how this comes off. Yeah, it, it's it tastes like we were talking about. It tastes better than this, but it's it is kind of like a cough syrup, right? And sometimes we talk about how like flavors blend together and they're soft and you know they they wash and stuff like this thing punches you in the mouth. Like you, yeah. there's nothing there's nothing uh, muted about this. No, like you are you can you can taste every single thing about this. There's a little bit of honey on the finish. Yeah. A little bit, and but I'm mostly tasting. You know what I can't? Not Nyquil. This is if we're gonna parse our medicines. We're talking about aspirin before. Sure. But you were talking about Nyquil. I'm getting a little bit of Robotussin on this thing. Yeah, yeah. It's um, <clears throat> I don't know. Like one of the problems for this too is that there is a lot of a cherry to it, and I'm not a big cherry fan. Yeah, but it's not so. cherry. It's it's the cherry you get from cherry flavored things. Yeah, yeah. Which is coming off <clears throat> to be like a lot of cherry and some raspberry on the finish. I'm not, I don't know. I'm it's not weird. getting raspberry, but I'm not. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm just not feeling. I mean, it could be. I don't know. 
It is. Although, so. although your assessment of pomegranate seems like it could be right too. Yeah. This could just be like a, a mishmash of a bunch of different fruits. I like it's it's, it's funny because uh, it's what would this be? I don't even know. <laughs> like I can't even think of like who would have made this beer. It just seems so kind of like a weird style to come out with nowadays. I mean, what do you think is the lowest possible ABV on this thing? I mean, I, it's, it's as lowest I could see is seven. I was going to say eight. Um, but yeah, but this could be as high as ten. Like, <laughs> I mean, it could be more than that. I don't know. I mean, it's probably somewhere in like the nine to ten range would be my guess. Yeah, but... and you're feeling every bit of it. Yeah, I'm starting to. <laughs> it's uh, ugh. I don't know. I mean, I. It's been a long, long, long time since I've had it, but it reminds me of like the idea behind something like Trogue's Mad Elf. You know. Yeah, but isn't Mad Elf more spiced? Is this Mad Elf? Mm-mm. No, it's, it is. Mad Elf is just like uh, an ale with cherry and honey. Okay, okay. So. Uh, for some reason, I thought it was spice, but I'm not. Yeah, no. yeah, I wonder if this is something like. Could this be like a like a barley wine of some sort? Nah, it it would. If it is, it's like unrecognizable as a barley wine, except for the ABV. <laughs> Because if it, if that were the case, like I would be looking for some like brown sugar notes to it, you know, maybe a little bit. I mean, of it does have fruit sweetness. It doesn't not maybe not like caramelliness, but it has like fruitiness to it. Yeah, lots of fruitiness. It's kind of like yeah, yeah. It's syrupy. I don't, I don't hate it. Once again, I don't hate this. I'm but enjoying I don't it more now. Really than I'm like it more. It's like I don't know if it's the alcohol. What are you looking for? Affecting me, but it's. It's becoming easier as I'm getting used to it. Okay. Like, the bitterness is coming down, which is rare. <laughs> the the And the, the fruitiness is uh, coming up. And the mouthfeel is feeling lighter as you keep going as your palate is getting used to it. That is true. That is, All of what you said is totally true. Um, for me, it's just kind of like... It reminds me of the last time I had uh, Founders Rubius, which is their raspberry ale. And I was just like, ah, it's like, it's, it's so fruity and so sweet and it's like <laughs> kind of syrupy and I just not really feeling it. But you know what really fixed that beer? When I got to try it on nitro because of the creaminess, like it took a lot of that sweetness out of it. It took a lot of the syrupiness down. The nitro like really helped that beer a lot. And it mm. got pretty damn tasty. So I kind of feel like this beer, you give it the same treatment, you put it on nitro. I, I think it's like, gonna fix a lot of the issues. I feel like nitro's not even fair, man. Like it's like <laughs> it's like it's steroids for no, a athlete. No, it's like it's somehow like not even beer anymore. It's yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's 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 this wholly different element that it's so it's I don't know. I can't describe it right now because I can't think I feel like it's cheating. Is that what you think? Yeah, I kind of yeah. do. I feel like it's a little no, bit it's like... It's just a different way to do your beer, you know? I know. But it's... Just like people who put it's ice so, cubes in It's so wine. rare and so different that it's just can't help itself but to stand out in, yeah. in this really distinct right. way. Well, and, I think one of the things... And when... it changes your beer in this really fundamental way. 
Well, the main way it changes is it makes it creamy, and who doesn't like things to be creamier? But it changes. Everyone likes that. Yeah, but it changes the bubble consistency. It changes yes. the mouthfeel, yep. and it has this weird way of changing the flavor, mm-hmm. even though it's technically not. Yeah. Yeah. No. <clears throat> totally. It's good stuff, though. Yeah. I'm gonna go try B. I've I've had enough of A for a <laughs> Um, B. I can't see through it. B is a Coke. Yeah, it's very dark. It's just very dark. I mean, a little bit of like a brownish around the edges, but oh, pretty dark. Coffee, brown sugar. Oh, this smells like Founders Breakfast Stout to me. <laughs> like a lot of green coffee to it. I will take Breakfast Stout. If this is Breakfast Stout, I will take it. Yeah, this smells like a lot, a lot of green coffee. Oh. Reminding me of Founders Breakfast Stout. Yeah, man, give me some bacon and eggs with this thing, man. Uh, <laughs> it smells really nice. In addition to that, I get, like, that nice kind of, like, sweet roastiness from the roasted malts, and there's a little bit of a chocolate on the end. A little bit. It's not super pronounced. But I, I, it, it is, it is uh, amazing to me just how sweet this smells. It's, it's, it it's good. yeah, it smells like, I'm getting, like, whipped cream, too. I'm like, okay, I can see that. <laughs> I can see where you're getting that. It smells good. Yeah, it smells good. Tons of coffee, though. Yeah. Let's go in for it. Mm. Tastes a little different. Okay, so I'm definitely getting coffee, and it's a green coffee. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's, like a, a, there's a big bitter note, which is not bad, but I wasn't smelling it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a tiny bit of chalkiness, not as much as yep. there, there's as, That's as what I was gonna say, chalky. there is a chalkiness and it's a lot more bitter than I thought it was going to be. Right. And bit like bitter chocolate too. It's like bitterness from hops and then bitter chocolate right. added to that on the finish. I wonder if like this is, uh, it does it feels, I wonder if this is too cold. I mean, it's still relatively cold. It's not like crazy cold, but I'm gonna try to warm it up a little bit. But it's got to be decently hopped to get the amount of bitterness that that's yeah, in there. I agree with that. I mean, I would say the main flavor note is th- that green coffee. <laughs> it's a little ashy. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely got like a little ash, almost a tad bit of a charcoal finish on there. Yeah, but not. I would say not tobacco and, mm-hmm. you know, but a little bit of ash. Yeah. Ash, charcoal. Yeah. Not huge on that. Yeah, it's some, I don't know, because you think you would like it, but then you just keep on drinking it and you're like, I don't The smell was really good. The flavor is significantly less <sighs> for me. Okay. So this is, this is, this is the thing for me. With my stouts, I don't like ashy finishes. I don't like any sort of ashy <laughs> flavor to it. That has, It has that. I don't really like chalky finishes. See, I think... See, you're using the word ash, though. But there's other words you could use that are kind of the same thing. Like roast. You like roast. Well, yeah. Yeah, you like tobacco. You like leather. You like peat. But this isn't any of those. <laughs> <laughs> This beer reminding me a little of Edmund Fitzgerald. 
Oh, who makes that? Great Lakes. Oh, yeah. I don't know. But that, but I is, usually get, like, more of, like, a leather out of there. You know what the, you know what's, you know what my problem with this beer is? Is that, it's not that it's so bad. It's just that there's... It's actually not bad. No, no, no. That's, but yeah, but let me finish. It's not that it's that bad. It's that there's so many beers that do this same thing, but better. There's just, there's a, just a ton of big stouts out there that do, that are trying to do this exact same thing, but just, but just execute better. Yeah. You know, like they don't have that ashy quality. They have to learn to tone down that, that chalky quality and they're, they're still bringing coffee and chocolate and tobacco and whatever else that this beer is trying to do. So I'm I'm actually about to su- surprise you most likely. All right. I'm turning around on this beer. <laughs> and and I'll I'll tell you why. Um I think one of my <clears throat> problems, my my initial problem and for the first bunch of sips was the promise from the nose was so different than what you actually got delivered with the flavor that I was, I think I was trying to fight through my expectations okay. based off what I was smelling. Okay. And once I worked through that, I was just, I was, you know, continuing sip and just focusing more on what actual flavors are there. And as I drink it more and my palate's getting used to it, they're starting to come together better in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. And again, this is not a bad beer. This is not... I, I, no. I just want to stress that. I am not saying that this is a bad beer. But when you're so... I mean, how many beers... How many big roasty stouts have we had in our life? Yeah. And you no, just can't... And there's... there's It's not like bringing this... This... this uh this hey here's this cool flavor that that you've never had with the, with the big stout before they're not doing that they're doing this is like a this is a regular big stout do you one of the so, big questions on this beer is do you like a lot of bitterness with your stouts right and that's personal preference yeah, yeah that is completely true but what i was about to say is that when you're when you go for a classic style like this mm-hmm. you can't help but to compare it to every other iteration that you think. And of which so, there are right, a ridiculous so, number. Right, a ridiculous number. So, yeah, I recognize the the roastiness and the coffee and the and and all those things and like the hot backbone, but I have to I I'm in to me, I have to I have to judge it on the edges. I can't yeah. judge it in the middle because I already know what the middle is. The middle yeah. is what I've already had a million times. Yeah. I have to judge it on its edge, on on its subtleties on the on the edges, and it's and it's 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 hard. I gotta say that I can't, um, you know, I can't say it's a bad beer. Like I was saying, like as I sip it more and more, like the flavors are are starting to integrate better with each other, and it tastes pretty decent. But I can't drink much of this. Like the, the flavors are so strong, yeah, and and like heavy to me that I can't do much of it. Yeah. In fact, it's 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 strong enough that it's really perking me up. And I don't think it's a caffeine thing. It's just like it's just it's, it's like, just like oh. awoken my senses and I'm just <laughs> yeah. like, "Oh." Yeah, I hear you. Mm. But again, 
even I could give you know how like you can like give a, a beer a score and feel good about it and give or another beer gets that exact same score and you feel super good about it. Yeah. Right, yeah. And so this is this is one of those situations where we're like we're talking I think we're talking about the same range of score. Yeah. And I we're like so. you know you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I do. Um I will say that if I sit here and I don't take any more sips of it, like how my palate is left, mm-hmm. it's a really nice coffee. Just it just yeah. sits there. And I know you like coffee in your beer. Yeah. I love well, I love coffee in general. So mm-hmm. okay. I'm going to go back to A. That smells so sweet. so <laughs> fruity. Yeah. Mm. I have to get used to this uh, again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this, uh, yeah. These are, I, I will say. These are very different. Very different. And very different. I will, man, I could just compare it to last week, last week's episode. Just, just, there's so much so much interest in these beers. Yeah. Uh, I gotta... This is so tough for me right now. Um, okay. I am gonna give a, a two. Okay. Not really... I mean, I played with giving it a one, to be honest. Wow. Because it's so, like, fruity and sweet. But I don't think it quite deserves a one. So, I'm giving it the two. What do you want to give it? Okay, so I'm going to have to explain this a little bit. Okay, go ahead. I was you're, gonna, you're like a seven. I was going to give this a three. <laughs> okay. Because, you know, the, the thing that... Wait, really, is that your actual number? No, not yet. Oh, okay. Uh... But the thing that really helps this beer is that the more I drank it, the more I liked it. And, sure. And, and its virtues were overpowering its faults okay. when you kept on going. Okay. Like you just got used to its mouthfeel. You got used to its uh, like just volume. And it just got better. And So your journey with A was like my journey with B. Right. And yep. I will say that it's highly interesting, which I give credit to. So I'm going to give this a four. Okay. Disagree with you, obviously, but mm-hmm. hey, that's what this is for. All right, go ahead. What do you want to give B? So even though I was sounded like I was talking crap about this beer, in actuality, not a bad beer. No. So I'm going to give this a a three, but I don't feel super great about it, but it's a three. Like, I guess. <laughs> um, I gotta be honest. I gotta give it a four. Okay. And it's like a low end four, but <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's like, it's that, that one where I'm like, oh, I, I kind of don't want to give it quite a four, but I definitely don't want to give it a three. So I just like, right. so it's like a low end four, but it's a four. All right. So, uh, B's going to be the overall winner with 3.5, and A is a loser just with a 3. So, sure. once again, only half a point off, like the last episode. Yeah, but once again, if you just look at A, a big difference in scores between me and you. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, no, A, we were only one, one difference. Oh. Yeah, I went It felt two. like... If... <laughs> oh, no, 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 A, I... I'm sorry, A, it was two difference, that's right. Right. 
It was three different on one of the beers in the last episode. Right. That was huge. So, um, if you really like A, there's it's a 22 ounce. There's more of it, so you can drink I, it all. I gotta... You can I, chug that stuff. I gotta drive home. <laughs> so, A, the loser overall three is... Okay. By Rogue, which I can't remember the last time I've had a beer from Rogue. Um, Santa's Private Reserve... Belgian dark ale with cherries and raspberries. You know what? All of that makes sense. I called that. Didn't I say cherries and raspberries yeah, early good on? Good job, man. Sure did. Hell yeah. Say uh, the name where, again. I'm looking Santa's, up. Rogue Santa's something with it. Uh, Rogue Santa's Private Reserve. Belgian dark ale with cherries and raspberries. Belgian. 7.8% alcohol. Belgian. That's well, you can't get any Belgian character out of it because it's just sweet and fruit. Yeah. You know, like, it, it that covers everything. So, I mean, not terrible, but I would I don't want to drink it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not for me. <laughs> you, know what's a, you know what's also a plus on this thing? Just this out-of-the-world color on this thing. It's such yeah. a cool no, color. No, the color is, is outstanding. It looks beautiful. Like, it's a very nice-looking beer. When you put it up to the light, really. But, um, yeah, I still like it, man. Like, I like it. All right. Uh, let's see what the winner was. B, the winner, overall 3.5 is... Okay. Uh, Duclaw Brewing. <laughs> we talked about them during this. Uh, so, Duclaw Brewing's 865cc coffee stout. Terrible Eight, name. 865cc coffee stout. Yeah, it's a terrible name. Uh, it's a stout brewed with coffee beans, and it's a collaboration with Cafe Racer XXX. What's the ABV on roaster. that? Uh, 6.9. That's surprising. <laughs> that's a shock. That's out of kilter. That's definitely out of kilter. Because it um, tastes way bigger than that. I gave it a 4, though. I mean, that's that's a solid brew. So. Okay. Man. Hmm. All right, some surprises this show, man. Yeah, well, there were surprises last show too. That I feel like all these beers were surprises that we had in yeah. one way or another. Well, so. last week the surprises were letdowns, and this these yeah. are just legit. Like, whoa! Yeah, like what is that? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I had a rogue beer. Yeah, uh, it's been multiple years for me. Oh. It's been it's it's been multiple it's years. It's been well over three years for me. Like, I just I hate to say this, but I just kind of feel like they're not relevant anymore. They yeah. stopped being relevant, in my opinion. Yeah, and one of the main reasons being their main way of distributing beer is in twenty two ounce bottles, and people are not so much digging that anymore. Just across, yeah. Sales on 22s are going way down. See, fast. that's a, you know what we we should either decide to talk about it or table that because that's a big discussion we could have. Uh, it's been talked about a little bit here and there on the podcast. Okay, I'm pouring more of the sour diesel for myself, by the way. All right, you can have more too. Mm-hmm. I'll decide. <laughs> okay, off podcast, you will decide. Okay, uh, thank you, Dan Kim, for being on, and hopefully, we're getting you for the 200th. Always a pleasure, and I will do my best. Awesome. So until next time, thank you everyone for listening, and keep it brutal.
This has been a Nerd Circle Podcast production. 